Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. So last year, I got this email out of the blue from a guy named Todd Moore. He said, hey, Brett, fans of the website, uh, we'd love for you to come down to Austin. We're doing this weekend of just man skills. We're going to shoot guns, butcher animals, do obstacle course races, repel, do jujitsu. And I was like, yeah, I'm there. No questions asked. I was down there. Uh, anyways, this event was called Vanguard. Wrote about it on the site. If you haven't already, check it out. It's put on by a, a group of a, a gym called Atomic Athlete. Atomic Athlete is interesting. Uh, it's a gym that does something like CrossFit, but it's not CrossFit. Their their goal is overall strength and conditioning. In fact, a lot of individuals who are going into special forces in the military use Atomic Athlete in their programming to get ready for the the, the vigorous training. Uh, that goes on there. Anyways, today I have the the owners of the gym on the podcast, Jake Sines and Todd Moore. We're going to discuss fitness, strength, conditioning, the psychology of of being strong and fit and the mental toughness aspect of it. And we're also going to discuss Vanguard and what goes on there and their goals with it. A uh, really interesting podcast with a lot of great takeaways. So without further ado, Jake Sines, Todd Moore, Atomic Athlete. Jake Signs and Todd Moore, welcome to the show. Glad you have us, man. So you guys are the co-owners of a gym down in weird Austin, Texas, uh, <laughs> called Atomic Athlete. Before we get into like what the Atomic Athlete is and the philosophy you guys have, let's talk about your backgrounds because it's pretty interesting. You both have very uh, just interesting backgrounds. How did you get to the point where you opened up a gym? What was your story? So Jake, let's start with you and then Todd, we'll, we'll talk about your story. Yeah, I always tell my friends about this because it's kind of funny because uh, I guess over the past 15 years, I've become fairly fit. But when I was uh, when I was going to high school, I moved from Northern California, which is a totally different environment than rural Texas. And I had a pretty good um, initiation into the high school football scene. It was very much like varsity blues. You know, I came from like mountain biking and playing soccer in the mountains and hanging out and then uh, got dumped right into, you know, small town Texas football scene, weight rooms, you know, coaches yelling at you. Uh, I was in a class called athletic conditioning and that was a class that all the, I guess what Texas considers lesser sports, the non-football, baseball, basketball athletes got lumped into, but they basically put them into like a very structured strength and conditioning program. And, uh, so my initiation into the strength world was, uh, uh, getting crushed by a sophomore cheerleader. And, um, and ever since that day, I've always been interested in training strength and you know becoming faster, stronger. Uh, ended up doing powerlifting out throughout high school, 
I got stronger and stronger. Um, I was never really that good at it. You know, I was a smaller guy, thinner guy. And then uh, I really had an infatuation with the military. So once I got out of high school, uh, enlisted in the Army, went over to the Ranger Regiment for four years. I uh, was a team leader there. Uh, met a lot of good dudes. Even then, though, I could see a lot of issues with what they were doing for um, training. It was more of like a let's, let's break these guys versus let's build them up kind of attitude. Uh, spent four years there. Ended up getting out right before Iraq, uh, after Afghanistan, and then went to college. And in about 2008 or nine, I was kind of at that crossing point of like, what do I want to do career-wise? And uh, as I started looking at different professions and whatnot, you know, most of them required experience in a specific field. And one thing that I experienced and passion in was training, whether it's strength, conditioning, endurance, all that stuff. And so I started Atomic Athlete in about 2009. Okay. okay. And Todd, your story. So I was always the absolute worst athlete in the gym. Still am. I mean, in, in our gym of 200 athletes, I'm hands down the worst. And uh, playing football in Texas, you just had to work a lot harder. So my dad always helped me out and lifted weights and really got into that. And it was just, you know, I was always a bad athlete that worked really hard and liked to lift weights. And then after uh, after high school, I got really into running, got into marathon running. That turned into triathlon, which... Uh, Oddly enough, it's not that fun of a of an enterprise, but it did a lot of a lot of good for my cardiovascular and got me pretty fit. And then somehow got into boxing, which got me into Muay Thai. And then I went out to Thailand a couple of times and trained out there. And uh, when I Jake and I were living together at the time, when I'd come back, we would do these crazy workouts outside. It's just just really ridiculous workouts, which weren't CrossFit and they weren't anything else, but they were just this combination of lifting and running and breathing. And uh, we would start doing other things, and everybody's like, "Oh, you've done this before," and it's like, "No, no, no, we're just pretty fit guys." So we were starting to see the beginning combination of 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 fitness early on. We just didn't quite have a track to follow it with. But yeah, it was uh, just just putting in hard work. So it sounds like your guys's um, life history, right, with training led up to the the creation of Atomic Athlete. It seems like you've taken the best of what you experienced, whether it was in football, Muay Thai, the military, and brought it together in this um, program. For listeners who aren't familiar with, with Atomic Athlete, I mean, what is the overarching philosophy um, because you do have one. I think a lot of, I think this is great at what I love about you guys. A lot of gyms or uh, online programming or fitness guys, like they don't really have a, an overarching philosophy. It's just like, okay, we're going to lift. You're going to look good. But you guys have something bigger going on. What is that? I think for us, it's more the, uh, you know, we always tell athletes, they come in, they kind of like, oh, I want to look better. I was like, well, you're in, you're in the wrong place. You know, that's going to be, that's going to be your diet, your discipline outside the gym. What, what we really want to do is make you, like our motto says, stronger, faster, and harder to kill. You know, although it's a great thing to put in the back of a t-shirt, it really has a lot more meaning to it. And so our goal is to make you a better functioning athlete outside the gym. So although the gym is an amazing place, you know, we do test in the gym. We don't put a lot of emphasis and a lot of weight on what actually happens in the gym. Like for us, the gym is just a uh, an artificial, very controlled training environment. And what we want to do is just make you a more capable human being outside the gym. So a good example would be um, myself. I took Todd and two other athletes uh, on this mountain hunt last week. So we spent six days up in western Colorado uh, at altitude in snow, um, carrying packs, you know, bivying out in like sub-freezing weather. Like that 
for me on a regular basis is the test environment. And these guys all wanted to go. They weren't even hunting. They just wanted to go test themselves outside. So the big, the big underlying philosophy is um, train in the gym to perform outside the gym. And that's our main purpose is to make you more capable. And we do that both mentally and physically. So that's a huge emphasis on it too. So when the athletes come in, we put a lot of, uh, of thought process into what they should be thinking about, what they should be feeling, what they should be doing, how they can take that outside the gym. I mean, a big, a big thing we've always said in here is if you're going to fail, we want you to completely fail, completely have a meltdown in the gym so it doesn't happen outside the gym. This is our controlled, safe environment. So if something bad is going to happen, we want it to happen here. And then you can address that problem, fix that problem for any that happens in the outside world. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll get into more about the, uh, the the psychological and mental aspect of what you guys do. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the, the programming you do. Like the main one you guys do, and I've done it before in the past, is what you call hybrid. And when I when I try to explain it to people, it's it's hard for me to explain because it's like, I tell them, it's, the way I describe it is like, it's sort of like CrossFit, but not CrossFit. Um, I mean, how would you guys describe the, the, the programming you do at Atomic Athlete? Well, we, we've been trying to come up with a one-line answer. I know. It's hard. For, for a really long time. Because, I mean, like when you walk in the gym, you see a big warehouse. You know, you see kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells, sandbags, a big open space, mats. And so if you just kind of walked in off the street, you'd be like, oh, it's like a CrossFit gym. You guys do CrossFit. And it's like, no, we, we, we definitely don't. And, I mean, some of our best friends own CrossFit gyms, and they're, they're great coaches. Um, but, you know, our main philosophy is – it's different, you know. Uh, we don't view fitness as a sport. We, you know, we view it as a tool to use um, in whatever endeavor it may be, whether it's rock climbing, hunting, jujitsu, um, fighting, soccer, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, the it is a hard an- question to answer. And although everyone in the gym knows is different, if you ask most of our athletes, they really couldn't put words to it as well. But the big thing I think is uh, we kind of talk about the purpose and the programming. Um, our main purpose is not to be good at exercising, but to develop a high level of fitness to perform outside the gym. And, and we do that by programming. And our term for programming is creating a well thought out plan. So we do not believe in confusing muscles. We do not believe in random daily sessions. Um, everything you do has a purpose in our programming, and it's all aimed at a bigger picture. You know, we use traditional methods like periodization, which is training in blocks with deload weeks in between, and progression, which we like our sessions to build upon one another. I believe you're doing. Are you doing starting strength drill right now? Yeah, I'm doing starting strength. Little sort of a. a I'm working with uh, Matt Reynolds. Uh, okay. And sort of a, it's like a split between starting strength. It's kind of weird. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, but like the you know, basic concept of progression, you know, and progressive overload is, um, you know, each each week you go in there when you're squatting, you know, you're squatting a slightly heavier load, and uh, you know, we've done the random thing before way back in the day, and what happens is there was just a lot of time wasted, you know, instead of being at a very specific workload, you know, you're taking time trying to figure out, or maybe your techniques off, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this exercise I haven't done it in six months, you know, we just we just found over time that. It works much better to follow a well-thought-out program and a well-thought-out plan. And if we follow that plan, we have enough athletes in here that we can sell exactly what works and what doesn't work. So with, with 200 athletes, when we decide we want to do something, we can have a pre-test, run the athletes through it, and then have a post-test. So whatever we've developed, we know exactly if it is on point or if it's not on point, and we can make those changes along the way. And if we did things randomly, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have that path to follow. So it, it really helps us out. It gives us structure, and it also 
It gives purpose to the programming where you know every day you're doing something that's making you distinctly better. You know how it's making you better, and you know it's going to be just enough of an increase in intensity or volume or what that might be that you will see improvement, but it's not going to break you. So what I love about you guys, you, you do a great job of combining uh, both strength training and the cardiovascular conditioning. I, my question is like when I was doing the programming, there was a lot of Olympic lifting. And for average Joes on the street, they're like, man, why do I have to do this like complex snatch? I mean, it's like the hardest thing in the world. Like what is, what is the benefit uh, that Olympic lifting provides to guys who aren't, who aren't Olympic lifters? What, what is the benefit of that? Well, you know, we in the gym really, really like to uh, Olympic weightlift. A, as a coach, it's very stimulating for us. It's fun to coach. Um, but as athletes, we experienced at one point, it's very difficult to teach yourself how to Olympic weightlift. Um, I mean, you can read all the books you want. You can watch a lot of videos. But without having a trained eye, it's very difficult. So for our in-house programming, we do include a lot of Olympic weightlifting. For our sports-specific programs, we don't put too much. And if we do put them in there, they're very, very basic. We like to use them in the gym because it's a great tool to train proprioception, you know, which is basically knowing what your body is doing in movement, and as well as the mobility benefits we get from that deep squatting and those uh, overhead positions that we do. So so it really depends on the athlete and some of the programs online that we have uh, don't have much Olympic weightlifting because it's just one of those things where it's just too difficult to teach yourself. And unless you have a trained eye watching you, it's, which you may have experienced yourself following the programming at one point, it's really, really difficult to know if you're doing it right. And you can't really train at a heavy load until you are doing it right. We also like it because it adds just another tool in the chest. So sometimes you can get bored with squatting and pressing and stuff like that, and then you can kind of drop into an Olympic weightlifting cycle. And you're not you're you're not only are you getting stronger, but you're also learning a skill. So you're learning something that you can take with you other places. The ability to move that barbell confidently and safely. And like Jake said, the uh, the the cool thing about weightlifting is it because it is a skill based sport. As your skill increases, your strength increases. But as your skill isn't high you're just not moving that much weight. So we don't see that many injuries, actually hardly any at all with weightlifting. Uh, the athletes are a little scared at first, but when they get into it, they really seem to enjoy it. Yeah. But again, it's just, you know, everything is a tool. So it can be, uh, you know, you could definitely do a barbell clean or a sandbag clean or just jump with a sandbag. You kind of see that same training benefit. But if you're training for, you know, if you're training for two or three months, you know, Olympic weightlifting is not that important. But if you're, when you started training five, seven, nine years, all of a sudden you want to have a little bit more variety, things to do, things that you can see improvement on, you know, to see where you've come and where you're going. Gotcha. Yeah, I, think, I think you talked to, uh, you know, when you were training with Mark, he was talking about the hip drive and the squat and, um, and basically just that, you know, having that hip drive and explosivity throughout that midsection. I mean, that is a very, very powerful tool. And, you know, we see it, you see it with the gymnasts, you see it with jujitsu practitioners. And that's one of the best exercises that we can do to actually train, um, explosive power. And so like usually all total body, Total body, you know, strength sessions are going to revolve around some variation of an Olympic lift, whether that's a, you know, power snatch, a muscle snatch, full snatch, clean, clean and jerk. So some variation of those is a very effective training tool when done correctly. Gotcha. Well, here's here's a question I have. Um, so I think I talked to you about this, Jake, on the snatch and like the low bar squat. That thing is the hardest thing to do. And I remember I, I was like, I, I was like in the workout one day, one of, in one of the programming. And I, I watched the video you guys put up there of the, the previous day or the, the athletes doing the workout at the gym. Yep. And I was like watching these like felt 
girls like doing overhead squats with like, you know, 25, you know, yellow plates on each side. And I was like, I could do that. (laughs) And like, they were just cranking them out and I get up there and like, I couldn't do a single one. I mean, why is that position, the overhead squat so difficult to do? Cause is, is it, is it a strength thing or is it more of a mobility issue? I think it's more of a mobility. It is going to be, I mean, a lot of like, um, you know, a lot of practitioners and coaches, when they want to do like a movement screen, they'll use an overhead squat as like the baseline, you know, assessment on what your mobility is. And it's amazing. Some athletes will walk in, have never trained with a barbell ever, a female, and she can do a perfect overhead squat. Um, you can bring a guy who's played high school and college football, and as soon as that barbell goes overhead and he tries to squat, I mean, everything just falls apart. So that, the snatch, is a, probably the most complex exercise that we do and possibly where, you know, in the world because if you think about these guys who do Olympic weightlifting, um, they're training for 10-plus years with a coach on just two exercises. Like their event consists of two exercises. They're dedicating a lifetime of training to mastering those two exercises. So – the nature of Olympic weightlifting is very much like a martial art. And even me and Todd, we bring in a couple uh, uh, national level lifters and they coach us. You know, we, even though we've been doing them for four or five years. And, and every time they can just point out so many things you're doing wrong. But the, the overhead squat, if you're not a mobile athlete, it's, it can be a very, very frustrating exercise, especially for a lot of males. Yeah, usually the issues start with the bottom because it starts with ankles or knee mobility or hip mobility, but the weight is loaded at the top, so it's definitely an upriver, downriver lift. But it's uh, it can definitely be frustrating for the new athlete. But you know, we tell our guys in here, and they hate to hear it, but it's not free. You know, you just have to spend the time in and doing it. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of the uh, the cardiovascular conditions. That's one of the things I liked about it. What I what I, what I think I, what drew me to the atomic athlete programming is that it reminded me a lot of like football conditioning, right? So like you start off with the the barbell, the strength training, then you you end it with uh, cardiovascular conditioning. You guys have some fun with it. I mean, what are you guys' favorite tools for uh, conditioning exercises? Well, one of the things that we, you know, we put on like a coaching certification or we tell our, you know, our coaches that are in training is that uh, an exercise is just a means to an end. So, you know, if you're trying to develop, you know, aerobic endurance or aerobic capacity or even anaerobic capacity, what you actually do um, is not super important. You know, your body doesn't really recognize, am I running? Am I rowing? Am I doing weighted step ups? Am I climbing up a hill? You know, your body's ultimately going to recognize, uh, duration and intensity, how long it's working and how hard it's working. Um, that being said, uh, we, unlike most CrossFit gyms, we really like to run. You know, if we, if we have our whims as a coach, we want our athletes running because it's about as functional as it gets. It's a real world activity that, Everyone needs to do. Um, but as far as using like different modes, uh, a tire drag is a great mode for athletes who are bigger or have injuries and can't run. It's simply getting a harness and a tire and a plate, dragging that. Extremely challenging. We use it a lot for getting ready to go to the mountains. Um, airdyne, uh, weighted step-ups, um, working on hills. Those are all kind of single-mode activities that are really easy to do pretty much anywhere. Um, and then you start getting more into the more conditioned traditional stuff, sandbags, kettlebells, body weight, you know, obviously exercises like burpees and sandbag get-ups, uh, kettlebell snatches. Those are all really good metabolic exercises that provide conditioning. So we look at the whole cardio thing and kind of two components. Um, one's going to be like your aerobic base, you know, that easy pace and just clocking in the miles or the minutes. And then we look at the more high intense stuff, which is going to be more work capacity or Metcon. Another big thing with that, Brett, is we try to uh, stay away from our athletes being limited by their skills 
for their cardio. So like what I mean by that, and this is not a knock on CrossFit, but CrossFit likes to do the high rep Olympic lifts or those skill-based activities, and an athlete doesn't have that skill, then they're not seeing the cardio effect. So their skill is limiting them. Um, by So if we make the exercises, we're, I'm going to say dumber, but anybody can lay down and get up with a sandbag. And I don't know if you've done it before, but it is remarkably challenging. It, is, it sucks. <laughs> it will kick yeah. your ass. I mean, it is one of the worst things I've, I've done. Uh, yeah, and it, it, but it's one of those things where it's, it's really hard to hurt yourself. You can... You you can work as hard as you're willing to work. We've seen guys in here just do some amazing things where it's like, man, I can't believe you wanted to work that hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's right up there with running a five minute mile. You know, it, it, it's super intense. But by making those activities, I'm I'm air quoting dumber here, but just something that you don't have to think about, where you're just doing the activity and controlling that heart rate. That allows us to invariably control the intensity and the uh, what the athlete's doing. And then, like Jake said, then we can start getting carryover in other aspects. Yeah, keep it simple, keep it hard is the, one of the things that we like to apply. You know. Yeah, that's, I love it. One of you know the one of the the, the things that you guys did that I just I hated was I think it was Curtis P. Is that what yeah. it's called? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> those things suck. You have hundred of those every Christmas Eve if you're not doing anything. A hundred of them on Christmas Eve. Can you explain like what what is involved in a Curtis P. so people get an idea what's going on? Uh, well, Curtis P. Actually, uh, we got that from one of the guys we worked with back in the day. He had a training buddy. I think he worked. In, he was an, an oil rig worker or some kind of like just you know brute kind of country boy, and. Uh, and so they developed this exercise, and uh, he called it a curse P. And so it's basically a hang, squat, clean, lunge, lunge, and a push press. And it's not one of those exercises where a specific muscle group fails. It's kind of like a sandbag get up. Um, it just taxes everything. It taxes the muscles, the heart, the lungs. Um, it, it really just hammers the whole body. And it's just awful to do, especially in a high rep scheme. So it's uh, – it's one of those things that we don't do it too often because um, it is so awful. But like every Christmas, everyone comes in. We'll have about 50, 60 athletes come in and do it. And doing 100 for time is that's a, that's a proper gut check right that there. Is, are people wearing Santa Claus hats while they're doing this? I imagine so. Mostly just crying. Oh, yeah. Mostly just crying. Okay. <laughs> mostly just crying. It also really doesn't matter the tool you use. We've tried to use them with kettlebells to make it a little bit easier. That doesn't make it easier. Tried it with a sandbag. That doesn't make it easier. It's yeah. pretty much just uh, you've realized everything wrong that you've ever done in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it yeah. while you're in the middle of that lunch and that yeah. push press. Lots yeah. of pity parties. Wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents 
for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best, become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the Masterclass on Negotiation with Chris Voss. um, Let's talk about this. So you talk about uh, outside of the gym, the things that uh, determine success. Diet is a big part. And with a high-intense program like hybrid, how should diet change for someone in order to uh, account for that, the calories they're expending and the energy they're expending? Yeah. Well, um, I'd say first off, the majority of athletes and people out there – you know, when you start looking at uh, nutrient timing and how much you should eat on certain days, I think most people have a lot bigger fish to fry 
as far as just cleaning up the diet in general, just making sure they're getting adequate calories, making sure they're not over-consuming or under-consuming, making sure they're getting the right macronutrients in there. So as far as like getting to a point where, you know, say you have high-intensity days and you're doing a higher level of carbohydrates and a higher level of um, caloric intake, that's getting a lot more complicated than what most athletes need. Gotcha. I think uh, I think most athletes need to really go back to square one, find out, you know, like, hey, am I at my optimal body composition? And if I am... How many calories is that on you know a daily or weekly basis, and then making small adjustments from you know from there. Uh, a lot of people can get a little too down the rabbit hole with something like that uh, up front. When I think initially, the best thing to do is eat clean and train hard and train consistently. And once you have those three things down, then you can start really getting into the nuts and bolts and the weighing the food and how many grams of you know carbohydrates versus proteins on my training days and non-training days. But we usually tell athletes when they come in and you know they're they're asking all these questions, they want a whole bunch of information. It's like, hey, like do A, B, and C first, and we'll worry about those things later down the road because those things, although they are important when you get to a high level for like a newer intermediate athlete, they really need to focus on consistency, um, training hard, and then just cleaning up their diet in general before they start counting those little individual numbers. But this also falls in with the uh, with the having a, a, a training plan or progression because you can manipulate your food down the way and if you're doing similar workouts over and over again, you can directly see how that affects your training. Mm -hmm. So if you have a day where, I remember you initially said you were intermittent fasting and you were really low carbohydrate so and you said you were crashing during these workouts. Um, if you're consistently doing those workouts and you can start messing with those carbohydrates and you can eat more or eat less and see how you perform. So it's not a speculation on how you're doing. You can you have a direct uh, reference on how you're performing with what you're consuming and how you're doing it. Gotcha. All right. So keep it simple again. Yeah, keep yeah. it simple. I think, it, you know, like I said, a new athlete will come in they start asking all these crazy questions and it's like, hey, man, I can tell by looking at you and watching you move. It's like you really just need to train hard and consistently up front. And then once you get those things, those problems knocked out, okay, now let's start dialing in nutrition. Uh, and the hard thing is from our perspective, and you know, we always tell people when they come in, like, oh, I want to look good. It's like, okay, cool, man. Like read this book that's nutrition-based. It's also got a lot to do with your genetics and how your body reacts to food and training. And the hard thing is for most athletes is that uh, it's totally on them, nutrition. You know, it's, you know, you have five to six times a day to make a mistake. When, when it comes to strength and conditioning, as long as you walk into the gym or you walk into your garage gym and you train, follow that program for that one hour, three to four days a week, you will see results, like no questions asked. But the diet thing, there's so many opportunities to, to fail. You know, little small decisions like, ooh, I'll have one more, one more bite or maybe I'll go for ice cream tonight. And what happens, that takes the power of us as coaches um, it takes it away. And so we can't control those factors. And then it's very difficult to base success on something that you don't have much control of. You know? So it really comes down to an individual athlete's discipline is, uh, is how they're going to actually end up looking as well as their daily nutritional kind of priorities. Gotcha. So let's talk about some of the, the psychological uh, aspects of training. Because you guys, you, know, you, you talk about that. You build this into the, 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 the programming. Like there will be instances where you'll say, you're going to do this just so you can become more resilient or become more uh, mentally tough. Um, so, I mean, how do, you, how do you do that beyond, I mean, how do you develop that, that grit in an athlete where they're like, I can keep pushing on even though my body says, no, I can't, you can't go on. I mean, how do you develop that into a, a person? 
Well, Brett, it kind of comes back to back to the programming. It initially starts with just showing up every day. So that's the first thing we tell our athletes. When you start, when you come into this gym, you need to show up three times a week for four weeks. I don't care how tired or sore or beat up you are. We can change the workouts. Anything can be changed in here. As Jake said, everything can be moved around. It doesn't really matter. But it's consistently training yourself to show up every day. I think uh, you, you had Eric Greitens on the podcast, and he said the biggest thing with being successful in selection is just showing up. And even when Jake and I did this hunt last week, if I just got up at 4.30 in the morning and got my boots on, then I knew I was going to be okay. And it's the same thing in the gym. And we've had athletes talk about they just sit in the car and they're nervous. I'm like, all they have to do is get out of the car and walk into the gym and the first step is done. It's the very first step. After that, it's just repeated exposure to different stresses. Because like I said earlier, we, if you're going to have a breakdown, we want it to happen in a gym. And provided you're being coached well and you know what's going on, you're not going to have a total meltdown. You can kind of see where the wheels fall off. And we know Jake and I do the workouts. We see the athletes do the workouts. Everything's vetted. So we know pretty much exactly what's going to happen when it happens. And through time, we're just able to ramp up the intensity or ramp up the expectations. And we just tell our athletes at the beginning of every session, this is exactly what we expect to see. This is exactly how we expect to see you perform. And there's just no gray area with that. And you've noticed guys will come in here and it's kind of like that fight club slogan. You're just kind of a ball of dough. And then after five or six months, man, they're mentally just just rock solid, you know, able to get in there. And it's like, man, I would follow that guy anywhere. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see, but it is the, it's the biggest single carryover is the, is the mental fortitude to just kind of consistently drive through these workouts and, and, and train. Gotcha. Um, I was going to, so besides the gym down in Austin where people, if they're in the area, go check it out, but you also offer the programming online. So how does that work? Um, and then besides the hybrid programming that you offer, what are some of the other programs people can find online? Well, you know, basically what we did with the site was um, we kind of, well, you know, bottom line is training a facility like ours, it's not cheap. You know, I mean, it's fairly expensive. I mean, the average CrossFit gym or a strength and conditioning facility is, um, it's going to be anywhere from 150 to $250 a month, you know. And a lot of times it's not a good facility next to you. So we kind of saw that problem and thought like, hey, why don't we create an online poaching, uh, coaching portal that can solve the majority of these issues. Unfortunately, we can't have eyes on the athlete and give them corrections, but we can provide them with programming, um, exercise videos, uh, coaches notes, you know, talking about what we saw and what our athletes did, um, problems that uh, our athletes experienced and how to overcome them, uh, and then watch a video of the actual athletes doing it. So you can kind of get plugged into like this online community uh, of other athletes training and and, as, and the key word there is training. Like we're not working out. Like we're training. You know, like working out's like waking up. Like, hey, what am I going to do today? I'm going to I'm going to go for a run. You know, or today I'm going to you know do my buys and tries. Uh, we use the term training because you know you're following a specific plan and you're working towards a specific uh, purpose. And so the online platform, you know, has all those tools. And then there's programs of all types. You know, we got everything from what we do here in the gym, which is a more of a hybrid based program designed to get you stronger and faster and more mentally resilient. We have sports specific programs for guys uh, going to military selections. We have running based programs. We have arm hypertrophy programs. We got core programs, uh, you know, body weight based programs. Like the one our athletes are working through right now is called short on time. So that's the one that's great for the holidays. You know, it uses minimal equipment and it's a 40 minute session and we know we've been doing them with our athletes and man they're hard really hard <laughs> they're really really <laughs> they're hard not, they're not easy you know cuz you know our program 
programming is so diverse. You know, we'll do you know a sixteen week you know strength cycle, which gets really really geeky with one rep maxes and percentages, and you know we'll do isometric, eccentric, concentric type of movements, and then sometimes we just go back to that keep it simple, keep it hard you know mentality, which is what we're doing right now, and. And they are just as challenging. And it doesn't matter if you're using body weight, if you're using kettlebells or a barbell. Those are just you know means to an end. And uh, and so you get a little bit of everything. So if you're like someone, you know, like hey, I want to get faster, or hey, I'm trying out for a SWAT, you know, school or a SWAT team, and I'm 25 pounds overweight, I need to get my lungs up, get my legs rolling. Then there's a program on there for you. And we're always adding to it too. So there's a huge diversity of. Um, programs available and it's basically you get everything our athletes get but you just don't get our eyes on you actually watching you there's also the fact that these programs have all been vetted so like our hybrid program 200 athletes go through that so jake and i coach these morning sessions so if we see athletes start getting sore backs or sore shoulders then that that programming is modified and changed before it's ever put on the website and sold so our selection programs we've got five guys that have gotten through selection at this point this year yeah i think something like that so you know it's it's stuff these these guys follow these programs they worked for them we have before and after data that 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 follows that up so it provides us the ability or this gym and and the programming provides us the ability to actually put out a really solid product that we've run athletes through we know what works that's on the website what doesn't work we went ahead and pulled off and uh plug stuff that that would work in Gotcha. So what I, what I, what I, one of the things I love about Atomic Athlete and when you guys first reached out to me, I was just really intrigued by, by the gym and what you guys are doing is that it's not just the, the workout aspect, right? Like that's, there's, there's more to it at Atomic Athlete than that. Like you guys do other events with your gym members, sort of like ruck type events, the Vanguard, which we'll get into more detail in here in a bit. I mean, why is that? What are you trying to accomplish with these other events that you do outside of the gym? Because I mean, most gyms would just be like, okay, we gave our our, our customers uh, a good workout and that's it. But you see guys seem to be going for something bigger here. What is that? You know, I think what it is is like, you know, that initial conversation we had on purpose and like, hey, we want you to be better outside the gym. And uh, so we kind of want that to be like a reality check for our athletes and kind of remind them like, hey, this this gym is a very controlled, artificial environment um and an outside is not it's not controlled it's not artificial you have rain you have inclement weather um you have low light conditions and so what we like to do is actually take the athletes outside the gym and and actually kind of let them test their fitness out there in an environment which you know a soldier or a military guy would experience on a regular basis a mountain guide uh, a big mountain hunter but guys you know who are it dudes that work in uh here in austin and they don't get out and do stuff like that that's a good kind of like eye-opening experience and a good revelation for them on like, hey, this is why I'm training. Just in case something like this happens, I know I'm capable. I know I'm competent. I know I have the fitness to actually, you know, mentally and physically to continue on and get the job done. And so uh, it's a real interesting culture. It also has kind of evolved around the gym where, you know, usually if someone comes in and and they don't really want to work hard, um, they kind of naturally get weeded out really fast. So the culture that permeates our facility and just the gym itself now is one of hard work and and not complaining, and we see that uh, get transferred to the outside pretty awesome. Um. So yeah, it also seems like you guys are building a tribe in a weird way. You guys are kind of building like a, a community with your your within your gym. 
It's it's definitely here. I, I was telling the guys the other day, I was like, you know, you come in here and you work every single day and you might want to cut a rep one day, you might show up late, you might do this, you might do that, and you might not think everybody notices, but everybody notices. So down the road, you know, there's the group of people that are working hard and then there's the other guy. And they pull together and they push each other and it's really an interesting thing to see where you look at, you know, the girls in this gym are just badasses you know they are just amazing in what they're able to do and just drive the guys as well and to to see them push and pull each other and uh and just do some really physically and mentally amazing things in here is, is impressive awesome so yeah it's like that rudyard kipling quote like it's like the strength of the wolf is the pack and the strength of the pack is the wolf yeah yeah because i mean doing this stuff on your own i mean just no one there to hold you accountable i mean it's, it's very challenging so like we tell a lot of our on- online athletes like hey get a training partner and hold yourselves accountable. You know, I mean, that's that's one of those things that when you're doing it side by side with someone, and like you're feeling sorry for yourself, and it's awful, you're just getting crushed by a session, and you look to your left, and there's seven other athletes right there with you. Then that kind of builds that tribe mentality. Like there's something that's uh, amazingly built when everyone suffers together. And I experienced it in the military. You know, us four experienced it this past uh, week up in the mountains hunting. And whenever you have those experiences that are just awful, physically, mentally, and there's a strong bond that's actually built there. You'll definitely learn more about somebody during a hard, hard training session in an hour than you will sit in a cubicle next to them for 10 years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's gut check time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Talk about Vanguard because that was like your like the big event. Not you guys invited me to that, and I remember the email that Todd sent me. He was just basically like, "Hey, Brett, we're doing this thing. We're gonna shoot guns. We're gonna gut animals. <laughs> do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yes, of course I do." Didn't even have to check it out. I wanted to be there. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about Van- Vanguard and why you guys started and what what you guys do there? Well, to, to be honest with you, we sat down with our accountant one day and. She was asking about an expense category that had a lot of stuff on it, and uh, it was mostly firearms and training and you know equipment for these kind of recreational activities that we all pursue. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that." And she basically said, "Well, you need to do an event of some sort um, that will uh, justify these expenses." And I, I had a buddy; he's an SF guy out in Fort Bragg, and we always talked about like, oh, "It'd be cool when we retire to start like this man camp where you know we go out and show these skills that we've learned over the years." And um, and then so that was my first idea. I was like, "Well, hey, we'll just put together this you know weekend long man camp." And you know, luckily for me and Todd, we have access to some really like really, really well-qualified individuals, um, military backgrounds, fighting backgrounds. They own jiu-jitsu academies, you know, guys that work for like Petzl and Marmot and Solomon. And so we have this group of friends that are all very diverse and really, really good at what they do. And so we put together this, um, I guess last year it was kind of like a very intense, hectic pace. It was like a 36-hour event. And we did everything from, um, you know, rappelling on the 100-foot tower to a full-size military obstacle course. We did slaughtering and butchering, um, small game. We did uh, self-defense. We did medical stuff. And we did uh, firearms training. We got another one coming up here, which I guess is about uh, 10 days. And it'll be a similar format, a little bit longer. We'll add a night kind of race challenge to it as well. And uh, we're also adding uh, carbines this year. So it'll be some mid-distance rifle work. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I wish I could have made it out this year, but uh, things got in the way, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it's, family can do that, and work can do that. But uh, you're also up in Oklahoma, so it's you know a little bit more of a commitment for you. But the, yeah. yeah, 
honestly, the, the Vanguard is an event that it really just gets people out and gets them exposure. And it's very brief exposure, you know. I mean, you, you can't become a you know a world class butcher in a three hour class, you know, or or uh, get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in a few years, much less you know three hours. But uh, what it does is it kind of gives everyone exposure. It's kind of like I think you use the term a lot on your site, primer. Yeah. So a primer too, you know, so they're getting like just a little bit of exposure by someone who's a, a really qualified instructor. And what that can do is kind of like give them a taste of what, what's out there, you know? So it may be one of those things where it's like, Oh, I really like this whole thing of grappling or, Hey, maybe I want to get into hunting or, um, you know, the guys that are the Williamson County tack medics are coming out and they're doing the, the first aid and trauma management. So it's one of those things where like, Hey, maybe I should start carrying a, a trauma kit in my vehicle in case something happens to a member of my family or, you know, someone who's uh, out on the road in a car accident. So it's kind of an idea is giving all these people these skills that, um, over time, I think our society has really started to neglect and just kind of forgot. We got really lucky with our group of friends too, because they're all so good at those skill sets and so good at teaching those skill sets. And you got to experience all that. But I mean, to have a group of guys like that that are willing to volunteer their time and are so knowledgeable and entertaining and able to instruct, it's really a cool experience. Yeah, definitely for sure. So, well, Jake Todd, where can people find out more about Atomic Athlete? www.atomic-athlete.com. Okay. Go check it out, guys. It's pretty cool. I think you'll dig it. Well, Jake Signs, Todd Moore, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Brett. My guests here were Jake Signs and Todd Moore. They're the owners of Atomic Athlete Gym in Austin, Texas. And if you're in the Austin area, go check it out. Uh, you're going to like it. And if you're not in the Austin area, you can find out more information about their online programming at atomic-athlete.com. I've done it. It will kick your butt. Uh, it's a workout for sure. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And while you're at it, check out our store. It's store.artofmanliness.com. We've got our detective's wallet. It's one of a kind. It's a pocket notebook holder. You're going to love it. Our Ben Franklin's Virtue Journal. We have a new comb, Chicago comb. It's a stainless steel comb. Really cool. It's going to last you a lifetime. A lot of great gift ideas there for the men in your life, your brother, your dad, your son. And for our Art of Manliness listeners, we have a special offer for you. If you use coupon code FREESHIP, all one word, at checkout, you'll get free shipping on all domestic orders. Again, stored at Art of Manliness, coupon code FREESHIP. Your purchases there will support the Art of Manliness podcast as well as the content we produce on artofmanliness.com. As always, thank you for your continued support. And until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.